Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z. We back again. I know it's been a while, but we definitely back on the line. Um, we did a season preview um, to start the season. Um, that was with my father-in-law, no other than Triple OG. He's back today. Uh, so we're going to get into it. A lot of things have happened in the NBA, but first of all, thanks for joining me today. How we doing today, Triple OG? Oh, just it's all good. Just trying to make it happen. Just trying to make it happen. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, man. So we've been supposedly supposed to do this the last couple weeks. You know, right. our life has just been busy. Things, a lot of things going on, a lot of good things. But I'm kind of glad that we we waited. It seemed to kind of all work out because what happened today during the trade deadline uh, was simply incredible. Uh, of course, you know, Cleveland just basically got rid of their whole team. And they steal the headlines with the big shakeup. So, what was your initial thoughts when you had learned about the moves that Cleveland made? Unbelievable. I can't remember the last time where I seen uh, during this period in season so many people uh, being moved from one team to other teams in order to bring in the guys that you need in order to move forward. I've, I can't recall anything like this ever. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting because they needed three de- three team deals to get some of these deals done. And I knew we knew something was gonna happen because it was just too much dysfunction going on over there. But I mean they literally got rid of all the bad contracts they wanted. So they got off of Shumpert. Um they got rid of Crowder, uh and IT, Shannon Fry, they get off Derrick Rose, and then Dwayne Wade go gets his wish and goes back to Miami. And in return, they bring in George Hill from the Kings. They get a young Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., and they get the swing man, uh, Rodney Hood from Utah. So they got some nice pieces, I think, that kind of can plug in. And with LeBron, do you think a finals run is still off the table? You think they got worse or you think they got better? I think from my perspective, looking at it, I think that they gotten better. I think for one thing, you have to look at they got they got younger. Mm-hmm. They got fresh young legs in there. They got uh, more athletic, mm-hmm. and um, um, I think they got more. They got longer, more ranger kind of guys. They're bigger, um, and I think with this uh, this transition that they just they, they just pulled off, I think that uh, they can definitely win the East with this. You know what? I, I kind of agree a little bit. I will say this. Um, that was a flawed team, and I think we both said that going into the season, it was a lot of what-ifs. And I don't know about you, but I don't like what-ifs. I like for sure things. I don't want to go in with iffy things, not quite sure what's going to take place. And I don't know if they necessarily make a finals push this year. I don't know. I don't know 
if LeBron has enough in the tank, I think Boston is playing that well this year. And I think we were sleeping on Toronto. Now, I know they haven't done it in the playoffs yet, but that's really a really good team. I watched the Raptors play a lot. Their young guys are really, really good. The way that DeRozan and Lowry are sharing the ball, um, they keep talking about DeRozan shooting threes. Like, that's the key. I mean, it's cool he's shooting threes, but it's really the fact that they're moving the ball, that it's not sticking. But I will say this with Cleveland, their defense was so bad. I'm trying to pull it up real quick because last time I checked, I want to say they were 29th. Yeah, they were 29th in the league. I mean, their defense was just so bad that even when they were talking about possibly trading for Cousins or even Anthony Davis, I said, yeah, that's a great player, but that don't necessarily solve all the issues they had defensively. Uh, what do you think? No, I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Do you think uh, Toronto and Boston can, you know, are for real? Because I don't know. I, I think Cleveland got better because at the end of the day, I think we just get caught up on names sometimes, like the names Cleveland had were big names. But I don't think these were players right now. I think they were past their prime, a lot of them. I think a lot of them were kind of washed. And these are young guys, so you don't know what you're going to get from young guys. But I don't know. I, I kind of like Toronto and Boston. And I even liked them before they made this move Cleveland did. Yeah, um, you know, I think with this move, like I said again, they they made they, they Cleveland's become younger, mm-hmm. they're uh, they're quicker, they're more rangier. Uh, you know, the Cleveland team that uh, with LeBron as he just had, well, they they just played one side of the ball. They didn't give any effort in regards to playing defense, rebounding. I mean, they were they were slacking. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know they had to make this transition in order to move, in order to catch up with uh, uh, Boston, which is playing extremely well. And I agree with you three hundred percent with uh, Toronto. I think you know, the, to me right now, those two guys, those two teams, are the head uh, at the front, at a, uh, in the front lead right now. Uh, has to be Toronto and Boston. Um, can can Cleveland catch up? I, I say sure. I say it's still. A little bit early in the season, they still have enough time to 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 uh, to blend together and make a run at this thing. They still have time. Yeah, I think they do, and I think it'll help them going into the All Star break. But you know what was interesting to me coming out of all of this is the fact that it, ever since he comes back to Cleveland, or just even in Miami in general, uh, what is your opinion? It just seems like dysfunction and a lack of. I don't want to say organization is the right word, but it always seems like there's always something following LeBron James in a locker room. Like, there's always something going on that he's supposed to be one of the all-time greats. He's supposed to be, obviously, the leader of the team, but it seems to always be something going on. What What do you think is up with that? I think that uh, Le- uh, LeBron is a, he's a tremendous player. I think what it is, what it comes down to, he has a passive kind of attitude. Mm. And he's not the guy like a like a Michael Jordan uh, that that demands the respect. Uh, he's uh, he's not like Kobe Bryant. He's not a vocal guy in the locker room. So you know, guys have a way of, of doing things, and with his attitude, you know, to me, that's what it that's that's to me that's what I see. Yeah, because he does a lot of indirect stuff. I don't like. Like it was obvious last night that he went out of his way not to celebrate with Isaiah Thomas when he made the game-winning shot. Or he'll take these little digs at people in, in public. And then he allows Isaiah, who I'm not saying what Isaiah wasn't saying was true, but it's like, bro, you only been there a couple couple weeks. You ain't even played. And he's the most outspoken out the locker room. 
is also came out to say that Dwayne Wade was in the locker room saying a lot of stuff and it was kind of becoming divisive. I, I don't know. Like you said, to your point, I just don't remember other great players having this kind of, it's always something going on over there. And I think ultimately that's why Kyrie Irving was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm out of here. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what's going on. Um, you know, LeBron is just, he's not that guy in regards to, uh, how can I say it? He's not vocal enough in the locker room. He he doesn't control with, a, with, with an iron fist like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, Isaiah Thomas. He's he's not he's not that guy in regards to that. Right. And you know? I almost think it's because they follow him almost because he's LeBron James, because he's that good, he's that great. But he when but all things equal, you know, that's not his personality. It just isn't. And um I don't know. I think he's as much to blame for this as anybody else because I think sometimes he carries himself like a boss. And off the court, he's definitely made boss moves. I mean, we know the the type of business moves him and his partners have made, but it just seems like when it comes to basketball on the court, he's not that kind of person that he wants to try to try to be. I, I agree with you on that. Right. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not. He's not an in your face guy. He's he's not that kind of person. You know. He's he's a basketball player. He's a tremendous basketball. I mean, maybe one of the. Like I said, one of the top ten guys I've ever seen play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's who he is. He, he's not that other guy, right? And um, like I said, and it also came out too. I didn't notice. I don't know if you noticed. He actually wanted to keep Kyrie. He said, "You know, I think we could work this out. Um, let's not trade him. Let's not panic." And I think it's interesting because I agree. I wouldn't have traded him. I mean, he had two years left on his contract, and I said this earlier to one of my. Uh, teammates from college in a text message, I said it's amazing how talent covers up a lot of wrongs because there was dysfunction then, but Kyrie was so good, um, you didn't see all of it. So now Kyrie leaves, and now, you know, you see a little bit come out. And then I thought the last straw that broke the the, uh, camel's back was Kevin Love getting hurt. So now you take another 20 points off the court, and now they look even more crazier. But it's ironic because I thought Kevin Love was the one that was going to get traded, and then he gets hurt, and he's the one that stays, and they trade everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! I agree, but I think the uh, I think the uh, the worst uh, trade it could have been was to Kyrie Irving. I mean, you see, you know, and then we have to take into context is that you know Isaiah Thomas is not healthy. He, you know, uh, you know what I he's. Even if you get to me, even if you get a healthy Isaiah Thomas, he's not Kyrie Irving. He's not. I, it's just that plain and simple. He's not right. that guy. He's not that guy. And then remember, we were talking about it um, one night how how small he really is. Like, I mean, they have yes. him listed at five nine, five ten. That dude is maybe five six. Like maybe five six. And think about and that's it, what heels on. Yeah, and. <laughs> And Kyrie, it's not like Kyrie six seven. I mean, we talking about Kyrie is what maybe six feet, six one, and he I got maybe about five eleven. And he got him by like five inches. Like, think of what yeah. you're saying. So to think that, and he's coming off a bad hip, which also has been reported. Boston don't want to say this, but it sounds like they misdiagnosed him. That he shouldn't have even been playing, and it made it worse. And if that's true, oh my god, I, that is just. That is just the crazy. Disaster. Man. It's a disaster. And that's another podcast for another day because that happens in the NBA more than people think because that's going on in uh, 
San Antonio right now with Kawhi Leonard. They think they missed Dak. That's why his camp is actually, not to get off on a tangent, but it's so upset and he wants out of San Antonio because they messed that injury up too. You know, it's a lot yeah. of players that you would think with all this money, that's why I always said, and then I will get back to it, but just real quick, that all the money they make, all the insurance, I will always get a second opinion. I just would. I agree with you, yeah. I, I, don't, I just um, wouldn't trust them. Just to piggyback off what you just said, uh, Anthony, if you can remember, Anthony Hardaway was misdiagnosed. Yes, that's another look one. What happened to, look what happened to his career. Grant Hill. I, I mean, my Grant goodness. Hill. And yes. those are two guys that, I mean – I don't know how we talk about Kobe Bryant and LeBron James because yeah. those, I mean, Grant Hill, they showed his stats the other day, man. The man was averaging like 25, I want to say like 10, not like he, his numbers was crazy. Grant Hill yeah. numbers were unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he, played both, and he played both sides of the ball. He sure did. He sure did. But um, uh, this the last thing with the, with the Cavs. So, Going forward, they did get younger. Um, they kept a Brooklyn pick, but many people said they think they've made it easier now uh, for the Lakers to get LeBron James because now they cleared almost $47 million in cap space. What you think? Uh, let me tell you something, man. Uh, the Lakers, this was a, this was a come up. Yes. Now the, with, with them doing that, it's giving the Lakers the position to, to get two max deal guys over the summer. They just sitting back smoking a cigar with their feet <laughs> on the table, and just laughing, drinking a uh, 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 drinking a daiquiri, and just imagine just sitting back in the country. He, he can't wait to get this season over with. Nah, he can't. And I think yeah. uh, kudos to Rob Palenka, the general manager, because he was the big time sport, the agent. Nobody knew how he was going to do, but the fact that they was able to get off that money. Uh, get some parts back. You take a flyer, as they call it, on Isaiah Thomas. See what he does. Um, you could get some people come to the game, and then you put yourself in position for the LeBron James, Paul George um, sweepstakes. And that's a perfect transition to the next team, which Oklahoma City, who's playing uh, unbelievable right now with Paul George. Absolutely. I I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he leaves. What, what do you think? Um, I say this. You know, he's a home. He's a he's a homeboy. Mm-hmm. From uh, from LA, um, you know, it's just it's just so hard to resist LA. Yeah, that's Showtime. <laughs> you know, it's hard to to uh, to not want to go to go there. You know, that's one of the most favorite places you can in the United States that you can go and play, especially being a player. You know, it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to not to to deny not going there. You know, it's it's, it's a rough one. Let uh, me I play devil's that, advocate real quick, though, not to cut you off, but. I mean, we got private jets. You know, you got the off season. If you really about winning, I mean, do you leave Oklahoma City? I, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. If you really about oh, winning, because what if LeBron doesn't come? Me personally, <coughs> I don't think LeBron's going to the West. I just don't. I, I mean, I, anything's possible, but in my opinion, I think he stays in the East. I just think it's too hard out West. I wouldn't be surprised if he picks Philly, but um, I mean, if you're talking about winning. I mean, Oklahoma City, and it's a big if. If Westbrook is playing with his head on straight, they they look scary right now. They really do. You know what? I say this, uh, and I, you know what? And I agree with you. I say if they can make a serious run, and and, and if they can, to me, if they can uh, get to the finals, uh, Western Conference Finals with uh, 
uh, you know, with who, if they can get to the Western Conference Finals, I think to me it'd be hard pressed. It'd be uh, for him to leave and go to L.A. Considering you know the job they done in in one year, right. you know that that's 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 extremely hard. You know, and uh, I think to me that would be the only thing that would keep him making a very hard decision. And another thing as well is, okay, if he do leave, who comes with him? Because most of the time when guys are leaving, you know, it, you know, they, they two or three guys are going to one team, and if it all depends who he has to go with him. You know, that's and to me. I think Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard is is another guy that's a free agent next year. Right, he is. You know, he you know is. so that you know, so you really, it's just not all about LeBron because Kawhi Leonard is younger, and you get him with Paul George. I'm telling you, you got a you got a contender. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, um, so you have to think about that too. You do. I think people forget about Kawhi. He's he's a free agent this old or something. And by all reports, you know, I listen to a lot of insiders, a lot of tweets. They said Kawhi is gone. Like they said, they not they can't fix that relationship. They say he's gone. Like, he's basically going to walk out the door. And it's even rumored he might not even come back this year. They saying that he his camp is that upset that he might just sit it out, that he might not even come back. So, I mean, if that's that's true, I'm looking at it now. Paul George is in his seventh year, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists. I thought his averages would be a little bit higher because, like I said, he's played. I mean, I think he's in the running for defensive player of the year this year. He's played that way. Yeah, he has. I agree with you. Because if you're Golden State, and I'm not too worried about Golden State, but they haven't looked well as of late. Um, what What do you think is going on with them? And we'll get back to OKC, but it just popped in my head. What do you think is going on with uh, with Golden State right now? I think it's just uh, they just need a little time off. I think the All-Star break uh, will do them some justice. I think that uh, – uh, after the All Star break, they they come back and they you know they go back to taking care of business. I agree. You know, I agree. You know, you just need a little time off, get the heads together, and hey, you know, lace back up, put on the shoes, the hard hat, and and come back and take care of business. But I have to tell you this, you know, I'm not going to take any away from I'm not going to take anything away from the, what the what the Thunder is doing. To me, they're playing great ball. They they're a little bit inconsistent, but mm-hmm. they that they're tough. And I think that the Houston Rockets, it's going to be, it's going to be a great Western Conference final this year. This is going to, this is going to be a good one. I agree. I think Houston, though, and I, I and maybe just me being picky. The only thing that makes me nervous about Houston at time is how they rely on that him and James Harden. When I say him, Chris Paul, trying to get that switch and work those one-on-one matchups where yes. they do all that dribbling. And sometimes the shots go in, sometimes it's well defended. And as we know in the playoffs, the game slows down. You're going to have to really execute and get that ball movement and that player movement. And it's frustrating because it's not like they don't run um, good stuff. Because, you know, for example, I was watching a little bit of them playing against Miami. And they had a play where I want to say it was Tucker, Balmute, Clint Capella, and – um. James Harden out there, if I'm forgetting, I think that's five. And it was interesting. Chris Paul brings the ball down, and he throws it to uh, Tucker on the wing, and then he cuts weak side, so it would be on the left side. And uh, Bob Mute was on that side, sets a down screen form, and then he gets the pass, and him and Clint Capella runs like a cool pick and roll. But while that's going on, there's action on the weak side to get – it's really the players for James Harden. 
And I say I like to say this. They did all that movement. James Harden catch the ball in the move. He goes to the basket, scores, and one. And it's like, wow, when you see him do that, it's like, man, why don't they run that stuff all the time? But a lot of times, especially down the stretch, and the game that sticks out in my head, and I know Chris Paul didn't play, was that game in Boston when they was dog-walking Boston. I mean, they was up almost like 40 points. And mm. Boston came back and won that game. It was the game where they called them um, offensive fouls on Marcus Smart down the stretch. And the reason why okay. Boston was able to get back in the game was James Harden just kept doing that same stuff, step back three, contested shots, and they wasn't making them. And then Boston was able to get back in the game. So that's the only thing I give pause to with with Houston is can they run enough consistent, solid offense to be able to get baskets down the stretch in those close playoff games when the games gets tight? I agree. Uh, like you just said, uh, in the playoffs, it's a whole different kind of ball game. You know, you have to play every possession. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, that changes the game, you know, because, because again, it's going to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not going to be just like how you play during the regular season, just up and running down the court, shooting like you are at the park. It's going to be just a totally different format. Totally different. You know, so, yes. And so with that being said, you know, they're they going to have to get it together. But, again, they have they have Chris Paul, who's a floor general. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of those, to me, still one of the, the top seven guys in the league. And they have in the heart, which is was definitely one of the top five guys in the league. So with that backcourt being the way it is, I think they have a great uh, they they have a great chance. I think they'd be in any game, uh, considering with those two guys. You just think about it. When it's all said and done, you got two guys that go down as a, a, a top fifty. Uh, you have two guys maybe in the top thirty. Uh, thirty guys that's ever played the game on one team. I agree, and I was listening to the – I want to say it's like the NBA show on the Ringer podcast system, and this uh, guy made a, a comment, and I forget his name right now, but he he believes that James Harden right now is one of the five best scorers to ever play in the league. We're not talking about carrying a team or assist and all that, just flat out being able to score the ball. What do you think? He had James Harden. He had Kevin Durant. He had Michael Jordan. He had LeBron James. I want to say he had, like, Kobe Bryant in there or something. Just far as scoring the ball, what do you think? Because I, I thought about it, and I was like, it don't sound as crazy as you think. Man, that's a rough one. I, I, I think George Gervin. Yeah, that's another one. Iceman, far as getting a bucket. Yeah, getting a bucket. George Gervin, uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I think Jerry West. Mm. Um, I'm missing one more. Oh. But do you think he's far off with Harden? I mean, he has a lot. No. Of, he has a lot he's, of things no. in the bag, man. He no, he's he's it, it, again, and I forgot Durant. Durant is yeah. I think Durant to me. Is number one because of his size. I, I just think man, you're not, you're not, a beast. You're not gonna see anything like like somebody like no. that because he's seven feet. Like we can stop with the shenanigans. Like he's literally yeah. seven feet. Like we can knock it off with that. But Harden, yeah. I thought about it, and the thing about him, you know, old school people like yourself, you know, they always talk about not going to the basket. Harden go to the basket too. He don't just shoot. That's shot. that's what I love about Harden. He, yeah. go, he will attack the basket. And, I mean, he invented things as far as, like, the way he does his step back now is a big controversy on whether it's a travel or not. Um, he's the first player I've seen go to the basket and keep the ball low and exposed. 
and not get it taken from them and draw fouls. I mean, when yeah. dude said that, I was like, that sounds crazy. But then when they was talking, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? He might not be far off. Like, James Harden is, when it comes to offensive talent, I, I think he's right there. But I don't think it's a far-going conclusion that the, the Warriors just walk to the finals now. I'll tell you that. With Houston playing the way they're playing and OKC playing the way they're playing. I would agree. I agree with you, yes. It's not going to be just – I don't think it'll be a cakewalk. I could see Houston Golden State going seven. I could see Golden State beating OKC in six, possibly five, depending on how Westbrook might play in one of the games. Yeah. I, I think, too, uh, to me, Golden State is uh, – I, I think that uh, they, will go, they will go as far as they want as long as – they control the ball. If they don't yes. get sloppy with the ball, I think they'll they'll be they'll beat OKC in five or six. They'll beat Houston in five or six if they do not turn the ball over. Yeah, that's that seems to always be the major issue with them. Is, that's, is to me, the that's the only over. issue. Yes, you're giving the team all those extra possessions. I agree. I agree. Um, I wanted to also touch on too. Um, in my opinion, he's the MVP this year. Um, you can make a case with James Harden, and I think ultimately it's Harden's MVP to lose now, especially with LeBron kind of taking a slide of late. But I think Giannis in Milwaukee has been the best player in the league this year. Um, what do you think? Man, that's a good one. Hmm. So just to give you name, some numbers I, real quick, I, I'll give you some okay. numbers. He's at – let me click on his name. He's second in points. He's averaging 27.9, so he's almost averaging 28 points. 10.4 rebounds, four and a half assists. And he's in his you said You said 10 and a half rebounds, four and a half assists? 4.7 and almost 28 points. He's number two. What's his scoring. shooting percentage? Uh, I'll tell you one second. 75 from the free throw line, 55 from the field, 30 from three. But we know his jump shot ain't, ain't there it's yet. It's garbage, yes. Yeah. But he's shooting almost 55% from the field. Mm. I'll tell you this. Uh, and all the basketball I've seen so far this year, I think uh, right now, if I had to pick one, it would be hard. He's, okay. I would say this, he's my front runner. Okay. Okay. The number two guy, I would say would be Kevin Durant. No, I would say it would be Kevin Durant. I Over say, Giannis, really? Because Kevin Durant yes. missed time. Giannis hasn't missed any time. He hasn't missed that much. I say my number three guy would be LeBron James. I said my number four guy would be Giannis, the guy from Milwaukee. Okay. I think my number five would be Anthony Davis. Yeah, Davis has been good. I'm looking at Harden's number now. Harden is leading in the points. He's averaging 31, about five rebounds, nine assists. He's shooting 45 from the field, 38 from three, 86 from the foul line. And you know what? I'm going to. You know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna change. I'm, no, I said Harden number one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to change it. I just thought about this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go hard and one. But I'm telling you, Westbrook has got to be a heat. I'm, I'm telling you, if Harden slack anywhere in there, I'm taking Westbrook. I forgot about it. he got some serious numbers. He still has great numbers. And you can't take that away from him. No, My he's th- almost averaging a triple double. He's That's at just 25 what I'm points. 9.3 rebounds, 10.3 assists. 
shooting. No, nobody has anything like that. No, nah, he's shooting 44 from the field, 30 from three, 71 from the line. This is the lowest he shot from the free throw line. Wow, he's usually in the 80s. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's almost averaging a triple-double again. And then, yeah. let me, we might as well just see, go through the roll here. Uh, LeBron is fifth in scoring, eight rebounds, 8.7 assists. He's shooting right now 54 from the field, 36-74. So, he's right Let's look at Anthony now. Look at Anthony Davis. Davis, I know, is fourth in scoring, 26. Come on, just clicked on you. Um, 26, 10, and 2. Let's look at Kevin Durant. KD is so efficient. Like he, his numbers are not going. <laughs> it's just crazy when you like. He had something the other night, like, and took like seventeen shots or something crazy. I mean, he's six and scoring. So yeah, he's he's at no, that's his efficiency rating. My bad. He's at twenty six, fifty one from the field, <laughs> forty one from three. And 88 from the field. They said that him, this is crazy when you look at that, because Steph is third in scoring, quiet is kept. Steph yep. is at 49 from the field, 41 from three, and 90 from the field. They said these three, if you put Clay Thomas in the Thompson, they could be the first teammates when all three of them could be a part of the 50% from the field, 40 from three, and 90 from the free throw line club. I mean, it's unbelievable. Just, it's just unbelievable. That's crazy. When you look at this, man. Unheard of. That's, that's bananas. I'm going to have to disagree with you, and then I'm going to give you somebody else. For me this year, I, I, I like James Harden. I'm going to say Giannis, Harden. I'm going to throw uh, LeBron. I'm going to say Davis next. Um, and then I'm going to shock you. I'm going to go Westbrook, and then my last person, I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. I think what oh. he's doing up in Minnesota right now, man, is – is the game he had last night was an example. Like, Butler's having a good season, man. Over Durant? I I think so. Because I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's right there to me. Let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this. Let's say, for instance, if I take Steph Curry off. Let's say we let's say we take Steph Curry off the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. How do you think? So that means Steph is taking about 18 shots. Mm-hmm. So Durant will probably get another six or seven more shots. How many points do you think he averaged then, considering <laughs> his efficiency at, at scoring? I mean, that's a fair point. I can't, I can't argue with that because right now he's only taking 17 shots a game. Absolutely. So my thing is, if I put him, if I, if I, when I, when I look at it, and I look at every guy that you name ahead of him, most of those guys kind of, in a sense, get most of all the shots. This guy here, Durant, is actually splitting a lot of things with Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at that, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. You look at LeBron; he has good numbers. His whole team just left. <laughs> he just, they just, he just, they just, they just got rid of his whole team. Giannis is over there by himself. He don't have anybody. I don't even think they, what are they ranked over there? Six? I mean, seven, eights? They barely fifth. fighting for the eighth spot. No, they fifth right now. Okay, they, they thirty and twenty-three. Right they thirty and twenty-three. But, but none of them, other than Harden. Or what Westbrook doing? To me, that can compare with. Uh, uh, I guess for me, I'm just rewarding winning because Minnesota was nothing last year, and now they the fourth seed. Like they're that's, 34 that's, and 23 right yeah. now. I mean, I, I don't know, and I think he's the main. 
the main reason for that. I, I really do. That brother's tough, man. He's he's another guy that plays a two way basketball. Mm-hmm. He's one of the other guys that plays besides Kawhi. You have him. You have the guy from uh from OKC. Yeah. You know, it's not many of them. And to me, I think Durant's played good help defense just as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy to say. Like, he, he, I would I would be surprised if he doesn't get any defensive player of the year votes as well because yeah. he's really become a rim protector for them um, when they go to their small lineups. I mean, Draymond does a great job too. That's another guy. But um, he's really done a good job with really buying in and wanting to be a two-way player. I think he really wanted to step up and accept that challenge. I don't think he wanted to be known as somebody that's just a, a great scorer. Absolutely. He's, I think he's done a great job at being just what you said, a rim protector. He has, he has done that. So we're going to pause real quick, uh, take a quick break, and then on the other side we're going to finish up with a couple more topics on the Off the Glass podcast. Hey there, are you enjoying the podcast? If so, make sure to head over to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. And become a follower of the Off the Glass podcast. You can also head over to my website, The Off the Glass podcast, where I have several blogs already written. Make sure to read, comment, and finally, make sure to head over to facebook.com. Search Zach Ramey. Follow the page, the Off the Glass podcast. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. Let's continue to grow this thing. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Off the Glass podcast. As as you tuned in, I'm sitting here interviewing, talking to my father-in-law, Triple OG. And just before I let you go, um, I wanted to see what did you think about the Blake Griffin um, trade uh, to Detroit. Uh, what did you think about that? Your initial reaction. I said, wow. Yeah, I said the same thing. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I it. I couldn't all. believe it. Unbelievable. You know, uh, congrats to uh, Detroit. That's, that's, I think that's the extra push they needed to move forward and move Detroit in the right direction. And just, you know, just shame on the Clippers. You know what? I, I think both sides won. And this is – I know everybody was hard on Detroit because, you know, Blake is always hurt and, you know, he's owed all this money. And but I thought for them, they just built that brand new arena. The owner was, you know, not happy with the the, the, the stands was empty. Stan Van Gundy's coaching and GM for his job. You had a chance to bring back a, a, a um an all star caliber player. I, I felt like what did they have to lose? Nothing. Even and they've though, been winning. <laughs> I, I just in case I pulled it up so you could hear this. In the last year, his contract, Blake is about to get thirty-eight point nine million dollars. Man, man, and I don't think I don't think the Clippers wanted to pay that. I just think that's what it came down to as well. But I think for him, it was a good change of scenery. Yes, um, it gets him in the East, where besides. Al Horford in Boston has versatility. I mean, who's a better post player in the East than him? Nobody else. He's the best post player in the East. I I still put Horford above him a little bit. I I, I just like Horford at this point. But, I mean, I wouldn't argue with that. I think uh, Andy's over there with Drummond, so it's not like he hasn't played 
with another big before, but Drummond is having a great season too, and he's way more versatile than DeAndre Jordan. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, I think they have a great tandem with them too. You know, it, it seems like they want to play with each other. They, you can tell there's a lot of energy there now with uh, Blake being there. I think it was a great acquisition over there. I, I really believe that. And we'll be interesting to see when. Um, hold on, I'm trying to pull this up real quick. When um, Reggie George, Reggie Jackson comes back because he's out right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. Absolutely, I to double check. Drummond's leading the league in rebounders at 15.6 rebounds a game. Yeah, he's normally at the top. He's normally at the top tier in rebounding every year. He's, he's, you know, you can count him being there. Which I think is impressive, too, because on offense, they've used him differently this year. He's been more at the high post. He's been utilized more as a passer. As it stands right now, they're out of the playoffs. Philly is in the eighth seed. And what do you think of Philly? You know, now we're, you know, we're kind of at that halfway point. Do you think they sneak in the playoffs, or do you think Detroit gets that spot? Or Because right now, the way it looks at the bottom, you have Indiana 6, Miami 7, Philly 8, and then Detroit ninth. Mm, I think Philly gets the spot. So who – because you got Detroit making it, so who don't, who don't you think doesn't, doesn't make it? Who is at the seventh spot? Miami. I think Miami get bounced. I'll be interested to see what their schedule is down the stretch. Oh, yeah, I agree. I would love to see that. Because I think – I don't know. I think – I like Detroit's parts better, especially now that they added um, Griffin. And they made a trade that was a small trade, but they got an athletic big from Memphis. Um, I want to say it's the guy's last name is Ennis. And they got back in a trade. So, if he can come in and give them some energy and play like I've I seen him play at Memphis, I think that's a good pickup for them too. Um, okay. But – yeah, I was shocked that he ended up in Detroit. I mean, that was one of those deals where all the insiders didn't even know that that trade was going on. Like, nobody knew that those two were even putting that trade together. Yeah, that was a big trade. I, I tell you, it really helps Detroit. Uh, uh, I think that's a, a great a great pickup for Detroit. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, I'm looking at the, the West – San Antonio right there at third. It's just amazing the way they just plug along there. You don't know who none of the players are like that. Um, system. System, yeah. Uh, two questions system. I wanted to ask you. In, in New Orleans, so Cousins goes down, Achilles injury. You're Anthony Davis. What do you think he should do long term? Anthony Davis? Yeah, does he stay in New Orleans? Does he look to get out? What? What do you – because I think now they have to pay Cousins, and I think Cousins has to take the money because that's a major injury. I don't think he has a choice. Uh, my thing is, uh, with that Achilles Hill, now him trying to get a deal, um, I would just give him no more than a one- to two-year deal. Uh, an injury like that will forget that heavy. It, you know, you that's, that's asking a lot, you know, for him to come back and be – because he was, because you have to remember, he was already a non-athletic guy. He's, right. he's. I consider him more skilled than anything. Agreed, agreed. You know, so I don't think it takes that much away from the game, but I'm telling you, it's going to take a lot of away from his mobility. All depending on can he get the weight off of him? Yeah, because I always felt like he could have stand to lose at minimum another fifteen to twenty pounds. I agree with you. Even before Absolutely. the in- injury, I thought if he would have did that. 
it have took his game to the next level because I think he would have picked up a little bit of foot speed and everything. But now if you're Davis, I, I got a sneaky suspicion he's out of there. And I think that I am, you know what? I'm carrying it with you. If I'm Davis, I make a move. Because they haven't really been able to put anything around him. I, I think he's out of there um before it's all said and done. And then lastly, and then we'll we'll I get you one more question and we'll I'll let you go. Um your opinion on Derrick Rose and his career. I mean, today we see him get traded to Utah. Now they're talking about buying him out and possibly Minnesota picking him up, which I don't know why Minnesota would do that. I think Teague is better than Rose right now. I like they back up Tyus Jones. The young fella gives them good minutes. You got Jamal Crawford over there. They don't need another guard. And it's funny to say that for somebody who was the league MVP, has such a promising career, but – what what is your assessment with him right now at this point in his career and also in his life? Sad, sad, sad. I um, you know, Derrick Rose at one time was a had was a tremendous talent. You know, it just you know, hey, just one of those situations where injuries just it just it destroyed his career, destroyed it. Um, you know, and that comes from you know me knowing Derrick and I have a pretty good uh, perspective of him, uh, you know, playing a lot of basketball. And I used to tell him, you know, you can't play uh, that amount of basketball the summer and think that you're not going to be hurt, you know. And I can remember him having an ankle injury then, you know. Back, so you back used to tell day. him that, uh, kind of giving him some advice even back then that you felt like he was playing too much basketball even back Absolutely, then? Absolutely, yes. I told him he played too much basketball the summer, and the AU was going to destroy him. Because it's, it's you know they played too many games. Too many games. I think his brother had a um, had a team, and I told him, listen, I you know I don't want to tell you what not to do with your family, but I'm telling you, you know the AU is too much. I said well, a guy like you need to just work on your skill set. You need to develop a consistent jump shot. And I'm telling you, I've been knowing this guy since he was 14 years old. He plays the same way. He's just a stronger guy now, but he play his game has never changed. I have never seen anything like this. I've never I've been watching basketball for years for a hundred years, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like this where a guy game does not change from high school to to uh, to entering the pros. He plays the same way. He just you know he's just older now, but the game is still the same. His game is still the same. Do you think that how much does uh, your mental, you know, thinking and all that, how much you think plays a role in that? Like where his head is? 98%. Hmm. 98%. That's, wow. Yes, 98%. I mean, who would have thought this? I mean, he's literally at a crossroads. Because he's, he's, he's a free agent this year. I mean, we yes. could easily be saying he might not be in the league next year. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. I would not be surprised. That wouldn't be a, 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 you know, nothing I'd be at all about. It just it'd be expected. And you know what's amazing? I think I've been saying this for years. Like physical gifts will get you to the league, but I think ultimately your brain is what keeps you there. I, I really believe that, man. Because we could look at a lot of guys who had a lot of physical gifts: the Gilbert Arenas's, the Baron Davises, and even the Stephon Marbury's, you know, and these guys had different 
paths and their careers. And, you know, Steph went over to China and all that. Now it ended up being a great story, great business move, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of them, uh, some of these other guys who you'd be like, why, why is Tyson Chandler still playing? Well, because he's not a locker room head case. You know, he's a great teammate. He's a great pro. And I think these some of these guys, they gifts and talent get them there, but their head is just is somewhere else. They don't have a good head on their shoulders. I agree with you 300%. Uh, it's just a bit uh, – uh, one of the old coaches from Simeon, from which school the Derrick Rose come from, uh, his coach name was Bob Hamrick. And Bob used to always say, there's now wait, no give, su- give the listeners some context. Who, for all of those of us from Chicago, we know who he is. They just dedicated the court over there in his in his honor, long overdue. Um, but what did Hambrick mean to Chicago basketball, just in general, and then the type of players and who he coached? And then I want you to get into it. What you was about to say about him? Bob Hambrick was the coach of Simeon High School for many years. Uh, I believe from '75 all the way through to about 2005. He's a legendary, legendary coach. He's a guy that I believe has two to three champ high school championship under his belt. He's a guy that uh, uh, has uh, Ben Wilson, mm-hmm. ranked number one player in the country as a junior. He has Nick Anderson, top five player in the country. He had Deion Thomas, top five in the country. He had Bobby Simmons, top 20 in the country. You know, Mr. Hamburg has had uh, a tremendous amount of talent uh, during this period of time. He had uh, Derrick Rose briefly, right? What He didn't have Derrick. Derrick never played varsity ball. The okay. time, okay, because when Derrick was a freshman, he played frost off. That was Hamburg's last year coaching varsity. So when Derrick became a sophomore, Hamburg was gone. And, and at that what's point, the rule? Hamrick wouldn't let you what? <laughs> you wasn't. You couldn't play, play no matter how talented or how good <laughs> you was. You wasn't playing no varsity. <laughs> you wasn't playing varsity ball. You had, it was always with him. It's a process. And that kind of transitions to what you was going to say about him because I think that gives great perspective on why he did that. So, you know, why did he do that? And then, uh, and then go into his philosophy. Hamrick did that so that you could come in there and make an adjustment. You know. How many kids can come out of grammar school and go straight and play varsity ball? So he always believed in, hey, you know, take one step at a time. If you do good on frost off for one year, and then this, as your sophomore year, you'll be, you'll be ready. And if you're ready, hey, this, you know, he, he, he let you play. Right. He did everybody the same way, even the great Ben Wilson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if he was around, what do you think he would be saying about Derek? Like, what, what – you think he would have saw something like this coming, or you think – uh, how would he advise him? What What do you think? Uh, Hambrick is uh he's he's one of the I say this uh Hambrick deals with with he deals with people from a mental perspective. It's he, he uh he he deals with your head if your your head case. You know mm. if you're a great listener, that's how he that's how he does things. You know and and if today if he was living today and he's seen this, it, it'd just be in, in all about the decisions and everything that's going on with uh, with Derrick Rose. That'll bring this episode of the Off the Glass podcast to a close. I want to thank my father-in-law, Triple OG, for joining me today. It's been your host, Z. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. 
We do it right too with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just ten dollars, and buy one one and a half cubic foot bag of Miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through five one while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select eleven point eight ounce pots. Valid in store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right too with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just ten dollars, and buy one one and a half cubic foot bag of Miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through five one while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select eleven point eight ounce pots. Valid in store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.